You ready for Freddy? Now that's a fucking bong hit. You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddy Korea. Bomb, 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 parade. We are back. It is Freddy. The comedy clubs are back. Well, kind of. They're coming back. Hopefully, I got a feeling we might shut down. Hopefully, we don't shut down. But uh, Vegas is coming back, guys. I know it's spiking again. It might get crazy. The fucking governor got COVID. Uh, we had an election. We still don't really know, no, for sure, sure. Even though we kind of know, no, who will be the president. But uh, the governor, Governor Sisolak, said, stay home for two weeks. I don't want to shut down the fucking state again. Hopefully he doesn't. And hopefully people stay safe. Stop fucking making out with random strangers and getting spreading COVID and eating ass and shit. All right. We need to stay fucking open. So thank you, everybody, for the feedback. When you listen to old episodes, you go to Libsyn. You, you could just search L-I-B-S-Y-N. And you, we have over 200 episodes. You can listen to episode one, listen to some really good interviews when I used to be able to do it in person now you know, remotely, hopefully we'll be back doing it in person again, I I miss doing the podcast with my buddy Ian Burford, so, uh, yeah, I definitely want to do an episode with my buddy soon, uh, but yeah, man, we're back, the the comedy club's opening, uh, the comedy clubs are opening back up, I think Brad Garrett, uh, Laugh Factory are opening up soon, Jimmy Kimmel's, so LA Comedy Club, the first comedy club to open the longest running comedy club in Las Vegas, my home club. So happy it's open, man. The second week of October, it opened back up. I was just about to say, you know, I need to stop getting my hopes up. Who knows when we're going to open up. I was just coming to my own conclusion, making my own mind up. Not to quit comedy, but to just say, hey, man, it's okay. If it's another year, maybe two years, who knows how this world is going to turn out. But I was, I can't think of the word, but I was making amends with it. You know, like, okay, it is what it is. And then all of a sudden I get the news that the club is opening back up. So I'm super happy about that, man. Uh, There's been modifications, obviously, because of the pandemic. We had to move the, well, the, the, the owners, I offered help, but they said, no, Freddie, we're good. Um, but they, they built a smaller stage in the corner. They have to be a certain amount of feet away from the audience. It's at low than 50% capacity, but it's booming. It's been booming. That's why I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I hope we don't shut down again. I hope we don't shut down again, but it's been nice, man. People are getting out. They're buying tickets. It's been selling out. And uh, I, I got to go back on stage. The first the first day I went back on stage, second week of October. don't know the exact date. But uh, it was a little tough, but it was an okay set. But it's funny how 
after being gone for so long, us comics, and I, I've been observing other comedians. I saw a lot of comics throughout the week. I went to hang out. I saw a lot of comics do their first set back since March. You know, a lot of us have not performed. I performed once in June, but that was it. And then not since March, since we shut down. And it, it's interesting to see the comics and myself, like our take on it, on coming back. Like I went on stage and I said, I missed you guys. You know, like I personally, I, I missed the audience. I missed the crowd, but they don't know who the fuck I am. They're like, what do you mean you missed me? They don't know. They're, they're like, I don't know you, you fuck. You know, <laughs> but here I am thinking like, no, they missed me. I missed them. And there was no reaction. <laughs> no fucking reaction whatsoever. As there shouldn't be. Because, yeah, I'm a fucking stranger. I'm there to entertain them. But me just speaking out of my ass. Uh, just trying to open up my heart. I missed you guys. It's been so long. They have no idea. They have no idea, you know. For all, they, they, they probably think we're on vacation. These comics are not essential, right? So, ooh, there's a lot of cops. See, it's a good thing I drive either, uh, I always drive the speed limit or under the speed limit. People that tailgate, go fuck yourself. I, I've been tailgated before, and then instant karma, I've seen a cop pull over the tailgater. That's, that's happened twice in one month, and that was it. That was the only time it ever happened, by the way. Uh, Virginia City, we're coming back from the mountain. And it's a, only two roads, two, two-way road. And we're getting tailgated by this big-ass truck. As soon as we got down the hill, Virginia City is a beautiful old western-looking city. As soon as we got down the hill, uh, this fucking truck passed us. Immediately, a cop pulls him over. He was following him as well. And then our friends behind the cop, they were like, I can't believe that just happened. That was instant karma. Then the same, during the same month, um, here in Vegas, I was get, I was being tailgated by this fucking lady, like, like aggressively, like very aggressive. She was like on my ass and I don't, I'm not, look, I'm not the kind of person that will just hit on the brakes. I will fucking gradually, I'll just let go of the gas. I don't want to hit on the brakes too, cause I don't want to throw fire in the flame. But at the same time, I want to let you know that, you know, I'm not going to brake check you, but I'm not going to also speed up because you want me to speed up, especially if I'm going to speed limit. So go fuck yourself. So I'm getting into the freeway. And then as soon as it turns into two lanes, I stay on the right, the slow lane, as it should be. And this lady passes. She's like, I remember it was like a Subaru. She fucking zooms on the left side. Dude, immediately after she passes me, she's not even, like, speeding, like, going over the speed limit. Because when you're in a freeway, you're ob- you're supposed to, uh, on the ramp, you're supposed to gradually speed up to catch up to the speed limit, which is 65 here in Vegas, for the most part. So she's slamming on the gas, but she was tailgating me for a good two to 300 yards, like a couple... It was definitely like two, three blocks. And I I was like, there's open lanes on the left. There's three of them or two of them on the left. So 
as soon as she passes me, bro, fucking cop just pulls him over immediately. Like, immediately pulls him over. I had no idea there was a cop watching. That's the thing. Sometimes people, they don't get, they think you could get into... I, I wish more cops would pull over people that do that, like tailgating, because it's, it's very aggressive, and it could cause a lot of accidents. It's caused a lot of accidents. People run other people off the road, you know? Um, look, if you get cut off, that's a whole different story, but when somebody's driving the speed limit and you're running late, go fuck yourself. And those people that drive fast in the parking lot, fuck your mom, okay? You're supposed to be going like 5 to 10 miles an hour. Don't speed in a fucking parking lot, you fuck. Um, anyway, back to my opening the club <laughs> story. It's just that I saw a lot of cops. There's uh, uh, a lot of cops pulling people. Maybe it's quota. You know how they say quota? It must be quota. Time to make that quota. I have a cop friend that said that's not true, by the way. That they don't have quota, monthly quota requirements. Hmm. I would like to ask more cops about that because why does it seem that like there's always a random day of the month and you see a lot of cops on the freeway or a speed trap just pulling people over? How does that work? Why does it happen all of a sudden? Is it a coincidence? I don't know. But going back on stage, I saw other comics also reference COVID. I mentioned the masks one time and I was like, it's kind of dumb to even like, everybody's fed up with it. Even on podcasts, right? Everybody's talking about it because it's obvious. That's the thing. That's the fucking world we live in. But when you go to a comedy show, that should be an escape. Um, I, in my opinion, guys, I've seen now look, let, let me say this. I've seen some successful comics, like some headliners, do some funny-ass COVID jokes. Are they original? Not necessarily, because everybody's coming up with the same shit. So, if you're a comic and you listen to this podcast, my advice, uh, if you're a successful fucking headliner, you know, most headliners don't even listen to podcasts. You're probably not listening to my podcast. But, if you're an up-and-coming comic and you're listening to my podcast... I recommend stay away from it. Work on your craft. Work on on your material. Because think of it as topical jokes. Topical jokes that are going on in the news. You're going to come up with a joke. And it's like a Tonight Show, The Late Show. It's topical. You're not going to be able to use it a couple months from now. So, like I heard a comic say, you know, do a joke about the mask when you sit down. Um... When you're standing up, you could wear the mask. When you sit down, you could take it off. As if COVID is in the corner, like, yeah, you better, you better not stand up with that mask or else I'm gonna attack you. That shit was funny, but again, it's like everybody's gonna make jokes about standing up, sitting down. It's it's ridiculous, right? If you're standing up next to someone, your friend, you could wear the mask, you have to wear the mask, but if you, as soon as you sit down, you can spit all over each other, yeah, but we're all gonna think that, right, so I, I did this showcase at this barbecue spot by my friend, uh, Steve McAnally, and, uh, there, the World Series of Comedy, which I didn't know was gonna happen this year still, they had it 
in Vegas last week. So the showcase, for those of you who don't know what a showcase is, it's not a regular comedy show where there's a, a, a host and maybe a guest spot and the feature and then the headliner. That's your typical comedy show. A showcase, everybody does the same amount of time, like just five minutes or, or ten minutes each, and someone closes it. Um, the closer doesn't necessarily mean they're a headliner. I'm not a headliner. Freddie Korea is not a headliner. Uh, I'm working hard to become a feature. I could feature in a lot of places. I could close shows, but I'm not a true headliner. A true headliner is somebody that makes a living off of comedy, professional comedy, that has been headlining for several years. Not just once. Oh, I headlined a bar gig. You're not a fucking headliner. Go fuck yourself. All right, so I happened to be closing that night. Uh, so I got to see all the comics. Otherwise, I would have fucking bailed. Uh, but I got to see other comics from um, other cities. And Steve McNelly, uh, who I want to have on a podcast soon, is my buddy right there. He had uh, these comics go up. And out of... Hmm... I want to say out of seven or eight, how many were we? I think there was seven comics. Yeah, I think it was seven. Four of them did shitty COVID jokes. Not original, not funny. It was just bad. And then three of them, uh, myself included, stuck to the material and had fun. I had a fun set. I don't like to say I killed I'm not one of those comments that goes on Facebook and says, oh, I fucking murder. No, I like to say I had fun because the audience had fun. I had fun. So it was a good set. Not great. Okay. But I, after the first couple sets I did at LA Comedy Club and I realized, stay away from the COVID shit. Stay away from politics if possible. Um, especially during the election, all this bullshit going on. I realize I need to just fucking focus on just being funny. This is the escape for people. This comedy is the escape for people to go have some drinks and have fun. They don't want to hear CNN, Fox News shit trying to, you know, trying to convert shit into jokes about what's going on. At the moment right now, the country, what the shit we're going through, not just with politics, but as a nation, fucking businesses, people losing their jobs, uh, gotta wear a fucking mask everywhere um people are dying you you want to escape it and go enjoy some funny ass shit so like i said three of the comics out of the lineup uh the other two were uh these two ladies i forgot their names but they did their shit and they did fucking they did great um you know and but I noticed that the other comics, it's like they had the need to address it. No, stay away from it. If you're a comic, you're listening to this and your city's opening back up, comedy's opening back up, dude, you could be original and not talk about it. This is just my opinion, guys. Go fu- go fucking do whatever you want. But see how good that shit's going to work. If it works, it worked. Sometimes it might work once and never again. Like it could just be lightning in a bottle. That shit happens too. I had this funny moment during my set at the barbecue spot where these motorcycles were passing by. And I turned around and I yelled at the motorcycles. They didn't hear me, but they heckled me with their fucking bikes. They were so loud, but they were just passing by. We're the barbecue. I got to paint the picture. The barbecue place, um, they moved the comedy show to the patio again because of the whole COVID shit. And uh, 
and it was pretty cool. Uh, it was outdoors, kind of chilly, but you know, now you're exposed to fucking outside noise. So I had these motorcycles pass by with neon lights and there were like a group of motorcycles and I, I addressed it. I addressed the situation and I yelled at them and I said, we're going to take our country back. I don't know what the fuck I was saying. Maybe I'll post a clip, but, um, it was fun and it worked, you know, but it's lightning. Oh, maybe I'll put it at the end of this, this episode. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Because it's not like it's material. It's just fucking improv. It was lightning in a bottle. It, it, the, Whatever I said, it worked out. It, and people laughed. They had fun. Uh, that's what I mean by lightning in a bottle. Sometimes you do some shit on stage that you might try to replicate and it's never going to happen again. That's the sad part. But at the same time, when it happens, it's amazing. And it, Oh, shit. Speaking of cops, let me just say something. I'm driving right now through, um, there's three cops, three bike cops. I'm driving right now on a street. I was, earlier I was on the, on the freeway. There's literally three fucking bike cops on my left side with, uh, scanners getting ready to, and they were hiding too. Wow. Are you going to tell me there's no fucking quota? There's gotta be quota. I gotta do some research on that. When, when the cops are trying to make quotas so they could, you know, they didn't write enough tickets. Um, good thing I'm hands-free. Fuck. Imagine getting pulled over while, while you're fucking... Well, yeah, it's the good thing. I, I just set my phone down and everything's good. I got a little nervous. My asshole tightened up a little bit, but I'm good now. Um, there's got to be quota, guys. There's got to be a quota for, for fucking cops. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me if you have any insight on that. Because in my opinion, I think I think there's something going on. They're trying to make some money for the city. You know, that's how you do it. It is how you do it. Whatever. Um, back to the comedy. I also sat in at the comedy club and watch some of the world series of comedy a lot of fucking funny ass people it's it's so cool to see other comics uh you don't have to travel anywhere because they all come here for the world series of comedy uh and and it was great but again i'm seeing comics do their covid material and it just most of the time it bombs it just fucking eats it it's it's just like People are fed up, right? So I've seen um, one comic, <laughs> one comic try to talk for thirty seconds with the mask on, and they were mumbling because you can't understand people, right? We get it. I know what he was trying to do, and then he was trying to be funny by mumbling through the mask, and he like. Boo, 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 boo and I'm like oh it was cringeworthy you know like oh and then he takes off the mask and he's like alright that's better nobody fucking laughed it's like dude you want to capture people's attention you want to get a laugh 15 to 30 seconds If, if you could do it less like before that even better you know but you want to get them fucking, you want to get a laugh, you want to get the, the, 
the people, the audience on, on your side, because especially when you got like five minutes to perform, five or six minutes, stop wasting time. <laughs> stop wasting your fucking time on shit that you haven't um, tried yet. You know, material you have not tried yet. Oh, and let me let me get into something different than uh, the COVID shit. Comedy and COVID. All right. So I was listening to Joe Rogan. This is more of a if you're a, if you're a comedy nerd, this might be this episode's definitely for you. Um, but I was listening to Rogan talk about how he writes his material and how he likes to introduce new bits in his act. He calls it. Um, he likes to call it a shit sandwich when he tries to introduce a new bit because he's going to give you material that no, he knows works in the beginning. That's one side of the bread of the sandwich. So he's giving you some good shit. And then in the middle, uh, he gives you the shit, the shit you're going to eat because he already has you on his side with some good bread, good, healthy <laughs> grain bread. I don't Ezekiel bread. I don't know. Um, and then at the end, he knows that's the other side of the bread where he's going to throw in, um, you know, something that closes something that's tried and true material that works. So one of the things that I run into a lot when I think of something funny in my head, this is just my example, my experience I panic and I'm like, I need to do it up front because if not, I'm going to forget. And I don't realize that by doing it up front, I'm putting my, I'm digging a hole for myself in comedy and stand up because now I'm trying something. It might work. It might work. Sometimes it has, but if it's something that I've haven't tried before, I'm serving the shit first. So the audience has to open their mouth and eat the shit now it has a bad taste in their mouth so that bad taste in their mouth now they don't really want to eat the rest of it they don't want to eat the bread and they might eat the bread you want you might win them over you might they might start chewing the bread and the shit the shit taste starts going away you know <laughs> i love this example rogan gave um i'm elaborating more of like what trying to imagine in it um imagining in it that's a new word imagining in it um so i i i I stumble when i do that i i try something new and that shit fucks with me i start with new material that i haven't tried for sure yet um and then i give him two pieces of bread so it's like an it's like an open face sandwich but instead of like an open-faced turkey sandwich with gravy and all that good shit, no, it's just a pile of shit on top of the bread. So yeah, that's a good example. I really like what Rogan said right there. Think of it as a, a, a shit sandwich when you introduce new bits. And as a comic, you always, you know, I at least for me, I have to, if I don't introduce something new, if I don't have something, I feel like, what the fuck, what's the point of just performing then? If I'm just doing something that works, I'm always trying to put something new. It's some, the excitement you get when you see that it works. I record all my, all of my sets too. All of my comedy sets, I record them so I can go back and listen to them. 
they're painful to listen to. Don't get me wrong. But it really helps me figure out, all right, I need to cut the fat. The fat is extra bread that you don't need to get, you know, to get to the good stuff. Sometimes us comics, we feel like we need a setup, do a long ass setup, and you don't. Sometimes you just got to fucking cut the fat and get to a really funny punchline. So, anyway, there you go. That's my uh, that's my uh, update with comedy. I'm so happy comedy's back. I've been working hard, man. I took it for granted for so long. Uh, I know the year was starting great. You know, New Year's with Craig Robinson at the comedy club. Got to do uh, a comedy contest with Keenan Thompson, one of the people I, I grew up watching since I was a kid, you know. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. You know, got to do that. That was amazing. Um, and uh, the show with Uncle Joey uh, at Treasure Island, at a, the biggest fucking show I've ever done. A theater, guys. The show, the, the year was starting off great, but I, looking back, I'm like, I took a lot of this shit for granted. I, I appreciate it so much more. It's cliche, right? You don't miss something until it's gone, and it's like, I appreciate it so much. Maybe, you know, I fucking needed this. I needed to realize how much comedy was to me. And whether we shut down or not, um, i just been working hard. I've been really working hard. I got, I got my notebooks. When I think of something, I listen to my set. I jot it down. And then I have, uh, I use OneNote from Microsoft. And I have different tabs on the different bits I have. And things are constantly changing, constantly changing. I want to get to that next level. I really do. Um, Barry Katz. Let me make sure I'm saying his name right. Katz. And he's not the only person I've said it before. Yeah, Barry Katz. Barry Katz is um, a producer, talent manager. He has a podcast. Um, he has managed Bill Burr. Dave Chappelle, Frank Caliendo, Brad Williams. He, some of the biggest acts you could think of. Now, he has a, a good and bad reputation amongst comics because he has kind of stiffed some comics, hasn't paid some. He still owes money to some of them. And Okay, so whatever your feelings are regarding the guy. I met him once. He was really cool to me at least um one of the things he always tells people is you want to be undeniable if you're undeniable nothing else could stop you you could be funny and have a shitty attitude and no one wants to work with you you see so it's not just about being funny you could be a hard worker and and eat shit on stage but then again not get along with others and Again, you're deniable. What is undeniable? That's up to you to figure out, right? Just think about it. When 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 you think of somebody, next time you think about somebody at work, right? Um think and ask yourself, is that person undeniable? Whatever job you if whether you work in a warehouse and retail, a truck driver, a mailman, whatever it is, 
Think of another employee, a coworker, and just ask yourself, is that coworker undeniable? Like, are they, are, are they somebody that could be asked to take any challenge, any task? Can they take the leadership to guide a group of employees? Are they undeniable? And that that's huge. What what Barry Katz, uh, when I heard him say that, he he was talking about Gabriel Iglesias. You know, one of the biggest stars, one of the biggest comedians in the world, Gabriel Iglesias, is undeniable. He has an awesome Netflix show. Uh, season two, he has helped so many other comics, and. Everybody loves Gabriel. Everybody loves Fluffy, you know. And he's undeniable. When you when I think of Gabriel Iglesias, to me, that's undeniable. When I think of Dave Chappelle, that's undeniable. Dave Chappelle has refused to get on social media and follow what everybody else says you have to follow as far as like Hollywood and all that. But guess what? All his attributes put together, he is undeniable. You can't hear one person unless they're like a fucking you, you you you've heard some people hate on Dave Chappelle but for the most part you don't hear people when you when you hear Dave Chappelle you think goat one of the greatest of all time if not the greatest in my opinion I think he is undeniable are you undeniable so fuck comedy let's let's focus on that just the workplace where you are at at your school you know, the relationships you have at church, wherever you are, are you undeniable? Can you be asked to take up a task? That's awesome. I think that's fucking awesome. So I'll leave you with that, man. Let's be undeniable. How about that? Let's do that. Let's be unfucking deniable, bitch. So I'll get out of here soon. I, I have no kids. I already told you that, you know. And clap your hands if you have kids, guys. Clap your hands. Feel free. You got kids. I got a lot of respect for you guys that have kids, man. Fuck that guy. I have a lot of respect. Fuck all of you. We're taking this country back. You're in here on fucking motorcycle lights. Assholes always cutting me off. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, I think I'm safe. Um, <sighs> had to get that off my chest. Thank you guys for laughing, man. It's okay to laugh at this stupid shit, man. This is awesome. Comedy, you're free in comedy. You know? If the joke's funny. <laughs> I bombed a lot. I bombed a lot. Bombing sucks, man. Especially when you're half Jews. Like, usually they bomb you, you know? So. <laughs> she said, aw. <laughs>